the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs. I'm Sean Ross. I'm Ricard Foyer. And we're recapping the finale week of Australian Survivor. It is week 10 and we have a winner. Ricard, what did you think of the finale? I can't believe the person we actually wanted to win won. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I can't believe it really happened. Um, Very Australian Survivor of them. Yeah, I, th- I feel like the first half of the finale episode was phenomenal because I did not know what was going to happen. I think you and I texted about this, that we thought Chrissy was going home. Um, I didn't know if Josh was going to go home. I didn't know who was going to be the winner. It really felt very much up in the air. Um, second half, a little bit more clarity. You said you were certain. I was mm-hmm. kind of on the fence. But it made a lot of sense who won based on the edit, but... Yeah, I really, really enjoyed being in suspense. I was the bummer, not in suspense during the immunity challenge. I think that was kind of a waste of time. <laughs> like she was gonna win. Shay was Yeah, but I do love to watch those. I love to watch, but there was like the suspense. There wasn't the suspense. I was just like, yeah. how long is Mark gonna last? Not will Mark win? <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the finale? I thought it was good. I'd give it an 8 out of 10, maybe an 8.5 out of 10. Bump it up. (laughs) (laughs) When I tell you, I messaged Shay so quick today on Instagram to tell her, you just had to add the 0.5. And she's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did love that moment. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But we have a whole episode before the actual finale to cover. So let's just dive into that quickly because I think we did lose a very good player who was very under-edited in this season, done a little bit dirty in my opinion. Uh, So let's memorialize KJ by talking about her exit episode, which opens with the most iconic Chrissy confessional we've seen yet. (sighs) And I've said in the past that I could rank my top 10 Chrissy confessionals, and maybe I should have, but I just did not have time. And I think that this takes the cake because it's funny, it's cute, but it's not an early indication because we did get an indication in the past couple of weeks, but it's a clear indication that Chrissy understands the strengths of her game. Mm -hmm. And to me, seeing this confessional, I thought, I really thought, for the first time after we discussed it last week, Chrissy could actually win this. Yeah. Because she says this whole speech about how she cannot believe that she's top five, that she's just waltzed her way right into the top five without anybody noticing her. She breaks down that she's tight with Mark. She's tight with Josh. She's tight with KJ and Shay's from the Sunshine Coast. So all of them (laughs) are going to take her to the top three. And it's just, I I was just like blown away. I literally rewound it right away and watched it again. Just her saying, I know I'm top three. After also calling Mark a silly big soldier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
the best confessional. It, it really, I, I think it was the best confessional of the entire season. The whole yeah. season. It was really, best. really, really great. Yeah. So the next day they wake up. It is day 45. Mark is getting another montage about why he's playing. He's doing it for his family. What it's going to mean for him to win. And finally, we get some new Harry content. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting Jesus. new shots of Harry. Uh, but they still always include that same damn clip of Sam with her big old ponytail lifting Harry up. <laughs> it's the same one every episode. Um, I, I loved this entire segment with Mark because he really did have. OK, now hear me out. I think him failing at the idol working properly, the ghost of Jesse. I think that helped him get into the final three. He looked weaker. I think he probably used that as an argument, not on camera. Like, we didn't see it. We're not privy to it. But I bet I would use that like, oh, look, the jury's mm. going to think I'm silly. Josh mm -hmm. has not made any mistakes. I, I honestly think that moment actually helped him win in retrospect, now knowing everything that we know. But yeah, just hearing him talk about how badly he played it, but still feeling like I'm going to win. He got two quotes of saying, I'm going to win, which is what we love to see. Um, I put in my notes, Mark is hot. He was looking fine Always. as hell. Um, and I really love how the episode actually opened with him saying, and it's such a like, he's so playful and you just wouldn't know it based on his story. Him saying, I told you that second idol was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just all around great, great little first half of the episode for Mark. Yeah, totally. And we see that sort of the Josh, Chrissy, Mark alliance are really hyper focused on getting Shay and KJ out in that order, ideally, so that they can't get into the final three. And of course, they know that Shay is a challenge beast. So they really need her to lose this immunity so that she can't go to that final torture immunity that they love to do right before the final tribal council because she's just got it in the bag. And as it turns out, of course, she did. Of course. Uh, but, but KJ knows that this is going to happen. I mean, Shay knows too. Shay knows that she has to win immunity. But KJ's also trying to think one step ahead here because she knows that Shay has the bigger target on her. In some ways, KJ is using Shay as her meat shield because she's really got at least one round left in her assuming that Shay doesn't win immunity. So basically everybody has the goal of preventing Shay from winning immunity at this point. And it's really interesting to see KJ try to play this because she knows kind of she, she either has to split that group up somehow or Shay has to lose and it's it doesn't look great but <laughs> but going into the immunity challenge also Shay just knows that she's going to be able to do it she's got the confidence and we've seen her do it she's like I mean she lists she lists out her resume of challenge wins talking about her uh, pre-merge challenge wins her post-merge challenge wins and talking about how yoga has helped her in the game which really stuck out to me because we have heard past players talk about this specifically Parvati talks about how yoga has helped her in specifically endurance challenges 
and helps to get her in the right frame of mind. We had Ozzy on this podcast. Uh, Evan Ross Katz and I interviewed Ozzy, and he said that if anybody is considering going out to play Survivor, the first thing you should do is take some yoga classes because it really helps to put you in the zone in some of these challenges. So I thought that that was like an interesting quote that stuck out to me, given what we know from past players. Did I not text you this morning saying I need to start doing more downward dogs? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think they're all pretty as ready as they can be for this challenge. Uh, they definitely have plenty of blankets and plenty of pillows and three meals a day of rice, so they should be fucking ready. <laughs> it kills me watching them wake up covered in these fluffy blankets. Like, I am so bothered by it. I'm so annoyed by it. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Okay. I'll send I'm you fine. a blanket, Ricard. It'll be okay. God. <laughs> it's Let's so go annoying. to the immunity challenge because it's a really cool one. It's, I love this. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, a twist. I mean, they've done a similar thing. What was it on season four? I want to say maybe it was season two, but uh, not quite the same setup, but really a twist on that US challenge where you drop a ball into sort of a wire maze. You got yeah. one arm tied behind your back and then you're, it's alternating exits. It's not quite that, but it reminds me of that where you're dropping balls through an elevated maze and then racing down to the bottom to catch it and then racing back up stairs to start it back again. And I just feel like Australia has really perfected making this style of challenge the most grueling and difficult. I just don't even know how it's possible. It's so like, I, I so <laughs> the American version, like the Kelly Wentworth killer um mm -hmm. i love how they made that challenge i'm using air quotes more difficult by tying one hand behind your back like mm -hmm. that's how we upped the ante in the u.s and they're like how about we turn it into a marathon yeah we're gonna do a relay <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it really cracks me up and i i love not i'm trying not to get ahead but i love that in american they never know until it's already happened that they've lost, that they're about to lose. But in the uh, Australian mm. version, seeing their face and just being like, should I even run? Do mm -hmm. I even need to do this? And just having the disappointment while watching that ball slowly come down and know like, I, I there's nothing I can do. I love it. The emotional yeah. mind fuck of that. I think that's so kick ass. <laughs> And I think having that little barrier in the maze where suddenly it has to go down some steps and it really slows down, it just, yeah, it totally, I think, messes <laughs> with the pace, your pace of the challenge. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. I just think it's a really, really great setup. Yeah. So once again, we see Chrissy working with Josh in a challenge where they're trying to stay in sync. Uh, that doesn't go great for them. Because <laughs> I don't even you know in why. Sync, <laughs> when you stay in sync and one of you is wrong, well, it's not going to go well. But actually, KJ is out first, and then Josh is out next, and he's coaching Chrissy. But ooh, she makes a big mistake. Where <laughs> when it's time to add her fourth ball, she drops it immediately after her third. So there's no hope for Chrissy in this one, unfortunately. And so it comes down to Mark and Shay, and. Unfortunately, Mark slips up and drops his ball, but I think he was already in big trouble because he had a bad pacing placement uh -huh. there in that last round. And I have to say, like, Shay just killed this challenge. It was perfectly paced. She was like a machine. I feel like she could have gone way longer. 
Oh, yeah. And just hearing her, like, get to the top and be like, wait, eight seconds. Okay, it takes six seconds to get down. <laughs> like, she is on point mm-hmm. with everything. So, worst case scenario for everybody. <laughs> Shay has immunity. And as she says when they get back to camp, the vibe back at camp is a bit dark and gloomy. <laughs> and essentially, we have Mark and Josh who want to take out KJ, and we have KJ and Shay who want to take out Josh. And then Chrissy is the swing. Josh is hoping he can leverage his relationship with Chrissy, I think, and so he talks to her about voting out KJ, and she says, I need to be thinking about the resume, which I thought was very, very interesting and maybe a little too telling in that moment. And then KJ's worried that Chrissy's not going to go with the Josh plan. And suddenly this is where we start to get wires crossed, where I think people are overthinking things. And I think we see Mark able to get two steps ahead of everybody here. And it blows my mind that Mark is the clearest threat. And I am not just saying this in retrospect of the finale, but you have the perfect opportunity to take Mark out of this game And they're not doing it right. (laughs) Because KJ then says, okay, I don't know if we have Chrissy, so we're going to go to plan B. And so she talks to Mark about getting on board to vote out Josh. And Mark's like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And he tells us in confessional, like, this is my last great acting challenge, right? And he's like, okay, Uh, I'm not going to get rid of Josh. And if Shay wins immunity tomorrow and Josh is still here, then he feels he's going to go home. He being Mark, right? So Mark's saying like, I'll go home if Josh is still here and Shay wins immunity tomorrow. So he wants the girls to feel comfortable so that he can lock in Chrissy as a vote against KJ. So KJ doesn't really believe this whole acting thing. Mark's great acting challenge. KJ's not buying it kind of immediately. And so she pivots to a plan C to take out Mark. And so KJ tells Chrissy that she and Shay are going to be voting for Mark. And so now's the moment that Chrissy needs to make her strategic move. She knows she needs to do this to prove her worth to the jury. And we see her like really thinking about this to the point where we see her playing with sticks in the sand to count out the votes. Uh, I I really like this because it really kind of kicked Chrissy into a position of having to make a decision. And we're going to hear in the next couple of episodes about how she has to battle head versus heart in uh, her decisions moving forward. And Mark says, you know, Chrissy's not as silly as she makes herself out to be. And I think he's catching on to Chrissy that something might be up here and she may be considering an alternate plan. So there's just like literally three or four plans going on here with not that many numbers to go around, not that many votes to go around. I think I think what's extra difficult for me to follow, I mean, I followed it, but what's a little annoying about the way this is structured is not only are there a whole bunch of plans going on that are very convoluted and confusing, I would at least hope that the confessionals make sense and are cons- mm. consistent with at least what everyone personally wants, whether that plan comes to fruition or whether they're going along with the plan. I want the plan to make sense. Last episode, we hear Josh saying, Mark, me, Chrissy, final three. That's what I want. This episode, 
He's saying, oh, I know I need to take out Mark eventually. Mark has to go. He can't be in final three, but the target has to be Shay because of her winning immunity. Then next episode, it's going to be, we have to make it to the final three together. And then in the next confessional, he says, you know, Mark, he's probably going to have to go at some point. And I'm like, what, what, where is Josh? Where is Josh here? And like, that is bothering me while all these other plans are going on. So I just feel like, I feel like Josh is the most confusing element in all of this because even the KJ Shay getting, um, Chrissy mixed up with the boat that that actually makes perfect sense to me. They don't want her to know anything about going for their number one. They just don't realize that she's actually willing to jump like everybody else at least makes sense, even though it's a a bummer that a plan didn't work out on behalf of the women. Mm -hmm. But Josh just don't make no sense. (laughs) Yeah, I see what you mean. I feel like there are so many plans and I feel like this is probably the case with every season of survivor where and i mean tell me if i'm wrong because you've actually played but where there are so many potential plans and many of them ultimately come to nothing Uh, but so much is discussed i mean you'd be crazy not to discuss every potential option and australian survivor has the luxury of time to show us more strategy than we would get in a u.s season where we, we have one segment and then tribal it's very you know formulaic uh, not to say that this isn't formulaic, but we just have more time to explore options where it's almost, well, I shouldn't say it's almost never, but it's very frequently the plan that actually is executed at tribal is not the plan that we started with right after the immunity challenge. And it may be actually like three plans progressed. And so when we get these situations where it's like, Literally, KJ laying out, there's a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, but Josh has his own plan, and then Mark has his own plan, and then Chrissy has her own things to weigh, and there's really, like I said, not that many votes to go around. It really just looks like people are running around in circles. You know, it sounds so much scarier to me to be in a long season, and who knows, maybe there's an argument to be made both ways. But for my season, my at least my experience, my perspective is the plan that you start with, that's like the only plan for the night because there's no time. There are no mm. extra days. It's every day is immunity. Every day is tribal. Every fucking day. It just never stopped. You never had time to think about it or develop a different relationship that could sway the vote. It's just whatever somebody's feeling that day, that's just what it is. And... It sounds more scary to me to know that my name could potentially be thrown out like three separate times if there is three, four days in between challenges. But at least it gives you time to save yourself. Mm. I, I Honestly, I don't know what would be considered more difficult. I don't know what I would prefer. But that actually is not my experience, what I'm watching them do. That's mm. why I think maybe I'm more frustrated by it because it just seems so loosey-goosey. And with... My experience, it's, nope, this is this is it. This is all you're getting. My walks are maybe 20 minutes long because I'm not giving you anything else because we got to go. <laughs> right. So it's just weird. It's it's just weird to watch Josh be all over the place. But I, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I do forget 47 damn days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wild. And Chrissy must have made a big move. Pow, pow. Do you remember yeah, her saying pow, pow, that? Pow, pow, pow. pow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so Mark is, I think, 
trying to read Chrissy using his interrogation techniques. And he's worried that she is not on board. And so he makes this last ditch effort, which ends up, I think, saving himself where he goes to Shay, he finds Shay in the jungle, and, or in the woods. They don't have jungle in the outback, but in the woods. And he tells Shay and KJ, I'll vote out Josh. If that's what you want, I'll vote out Josh. And he is very convincing where, you know, they're saying, well, what would Sam have wanted? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Sam would have wanted Josh. She, she mentioned it before, you know? And so I think this is like kind of the smartest play that Mark has. And it's actually a very impressive one where he can see all of these varying approaches to the vote. And others are trying to figure out how to use the potential splits to their advantage. But Mark is the one that is two steps ahead and he's right. And so it's really, really interesting to see this play out, especially, you know, given the tie that we're going to see. Okay, let's go to tribal council and we can talk about what went down. And we see throughout the tribal, Josh is whispering to Chrissy and he's really like, I don't know. I get the vibe that Josh really right up until the end is kind of bossing Chrissy around. And I feel like because Josh and Chrissy are so tight and Josh is such a big game player, we've seen, we've heard him be called such a big threat. I feel like he takes for granted that he just has Chrissy and Chrissy will do anything that he wants. And in this case, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that he was just whispering her to her, telling her what to do and saying, you know, we can get to the end together. And he says that, she, that uh, he can't get to the end with Mark. They can't get to the end with Mark. And she says, no, I, I don't reckon that's right. So I really love seeing Chrissy stand up to Josh at this tribal. Like she really contradicted his whispering. And I was very impressed by that. Again, it was giving me winner edit. But ultimately in the vote, it comes out that Josh votes for KJ and Mark vote for KJ. And then KJ and Shay vote for Josh and Chrissy votes for Mark. Uh. So we have a tie vote between KJ and Josh. And this tie, you see Chrissy go back to the voting booth favorite moment. and just frustrated as hell <laughs> love love this moment of her just being like should have changed a vote sorry sis <laughs> yeah sorry sis somebody <laughs> always flips <laughs> <laughs> i loved and it so she, yeah yeah it was finally a moment that made me smile in this tribal because honestly this whole tribal was pissing me off exactly what you were talking about i didn't like josh's demeanor i don't know why this rubbed me the wrong way but him saying if they tap into their motherly strength, like insinuating that the that Chrissy and um, KJ could be strong in the game if they decide to tap into their motherly. Mm. I, just everything he did, and I typically like Josh. I, I I like him a lot. He bothered me so much this entire cycle, this whole week. I was rubbed the wrong way by him the whole time. Ugh. I'm confused about why. The girls didn't update Chrissy on the vote against Josh. Because they thought she would tell. Like, I mean, I feel like they made a pretty clear point at one time in the episode saying, we cannot let Chrissy know it's Josh. 
Yeah. Like they thought but there was But I, I was nothing. like, I'm still confused by that because what can Josh do? No clue. Because they were already on to that. And so it just, I, I didn't really understand that. And and I mean, look what happened. KJ got voted out as a result. Because yeah. I think that Chrissy would have been willing to vote against Josh, potentially. I mean, she will. <laughs> I th- I'm assuming KJ just thought, I have a pretty decent relationship with Chrissy. If I tell her I'm going for her absolute number one, that takes away any potential of her not voting me out tonight. I think I have a shot for her to not put down my name. If the boys come for me, I have a shot of not going home. It seemed like more of a shot in the dark, a Hail Mary kind of thing of just keep Chrissy away from my name on the parchment while we take care of what we need to take care of. That's my assumption. Thinking that Mark actually would vote for Josh. Yes. Like he said that he would. Yes. Yeah, I guess they felt that they didn't need it. I guess that, I mean, that was Mark's play, right? Mm -hmm. Mark went to them in order to make them feel comfortable enough. Yeah. It's just, I'm just, it's a shame, I think, that Chrissy was the swing vote here and ultimately didn't swing the vote. Yeah. Where she could have. (laughs) So interesting on the Revo, of course, uh, both Mark and Chrissy vote for KJ and Shay votes for Josh sending KJ home. Yep. I will say for this final episode, KJ got a really good showing in terms of the edit. I mean, that's not to forgive Australian Survivor for purpling her during so many pivotal moments in the game that she was a part of. But I did think like... Thank God they, they actually included her. Uh, I, you know, I could have seen them not doing that. They they already have. And so it was really nice to see the perspective that she was coming from and what she was trying to do and what she was trying to pull off and that it actually was quite forward thinking. She just got outplayed here. Yeah. You didn't see KJ's Jury Villa, eh? No, I did not. See, the thing is, I and I love Ponderosa videos. I love the extra content. It's actually been hard for me not to watch the villas because I want to break down. I want my perspective to not be anything extra that wasn't part of the game in the edit. Right. So um, I remember Sam was talking so much like, or Sam, (laughs) I remember Shannon last week. I, I keep bringing her up, but when we were interviewing with one another, she kept her entire view of certain players was based on interviews with them outside the game and their villas. And I felt we're recapping the episodes. I want to just talk on what I'm seeing, not, I don't want the background knowledge. Um, Mm. So no, I haven't seen the villas. I know there's a long answer to answer your question, but I have not watched (laughs) them, but it's been a bummer because I'm excited to watch them today. All of them. Okay. (laughs) KJ's was a frosty reception, another frosty reception. It was, it was not as bad, but similar to Sam's where people were just coming after her, particularly Jordan and Jordy and Jesse. And it was so uncomfortable that at one point Michelle stood up and said, I'm going to go make ice cream cones for everybody. (laughs) Uh, And KJ broke down crying and Sam was consoling her and being like, don't worry, I cried too. It's all like all part of the process. Everyone's still healing, you know. Uh, it was rough. It was rough. But also, 
Khan just cooks the meals at Jury Villa. I guess they don't have a chef. I don't know. Or they, or he's just relieved the chef. I don't know what's going on with the food situation there, but Khan's just cooking. Thought everybody should know that. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then let's move on to the grand finale. And we're at day 46. And we get really great montages for all four of the final four, Shay, Josh, Chrissy, and Mark. I really, really love how epic Australian Survivor makes the finale. I love that they are able to spotlight everybody somewhat equally, despite, you know, not doing that for an entire season. (laughs) It is nice, and it does feel like a very epic send-off to these people that we've been following for 10 weeks. Yeah, I... I really, really love everybody getting a moment to really shine here and seeing some footage of, you know, their first episode, especially Chrissy seeing how she mm-hmm. looked on day one. I'm like, it, it was just like a really nice moment. It's it's something as silly as it may seem. I dreamt about watching that for myself. Like I dreamt. There are so many things I, I don't mean this in a silly way or exaggeration, Leading up to Survivor and leading up to my episodes airing, it put me to sleep every night thinking about these little things that I was going to get to see on TV. And one of them was me dreaming about talking about my journey in finale. Like all the footage, all the like clips, the commercials, like I dreamt about that. And I think they did such a solid job with making everyone look really fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really love this. I just think it's like a great tribute to these people who have played so hard and given up so much. And to get to hear from everybody to the point where you kind of think, and this will change through the episode, but starting the finale, really feeling like all these people have an equal shot at, if not getting to the final three, getting at least some votes. And so it's a really nice way to start. And then we go straight into the immunity challenge, uh, the the infamous Australian Survivor final immunity challenges. I don't know how this one stacks up because <laughs> instead of the usual sort of family visit that we've grown used to where the family comes and watches them basically torture themselves in order to win a necklace, we don't get that this time. We don't get a family visit. What we get is Jonathan pulling out an iPhone and having the players phone their family, which is a very, very nice and moving moment, but it's not quite the family being there. And I get <laughs> I get that they wanted Mark to talk to Harry. I get it. And I feel like that's the only reason they weren't there because we know the families are there because they come out at Final Tribal. Yeah. It's... I, I tried not to be bothered by the phone calls and the fact that I couldn't understand what anybody was saying and it was yeah. bad service. It was really annoying. But what made up for it was us getting a little bit more insight with Mark. And I was like, damn, Mark's about to win, ain't he? Mark is going to win this. Uh-huh. Him saying, I haven't had my mom for a while. Uh-huh. And she was like his stand-in mom. And I bawled. I was crying so hard. Is that where you cried or did you cry at a different point? I cried three times. Oh my God. You never cry. <laughs> I don't cry. Because when I FaceTime you, you were red. <laughs> oh my God. Don't tell the people. <laughs> oh my God. I, I was crying um, so hard. <laughs> no, I pride myself on 
being emotionally stunted. Uh, yeah. I won't go to therapy. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't cry. I don't cry. Especially I don't cry in Survivor. The first time I cried in Survivor was when Flick lost her mom, her mom yeah. last season. That's the first time? That's the first time I ever cried in Survivor. Family visit? You're going to get some tears and maybe some like a bloody nose because I'm just like hysterical. Crying so hard. You're crying like that. Yes. Oh, no. I've definitely gotten emotional. (laughs) I've felt choked up, perhaps. But when Flick's mom died, I was bawling. Yeah. Like, completely in tatters. (laughs) And then I think that that sort of opened a floodgate. There might have been things in rewatches that I had, like, a welling up. But then, you know, it's like a similar story here. Mark's mom having passed away. And then when... His mother-in-law says to him, she's here. I can feel her here. She's going to give you the wings that you need. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. God. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Not to take away from this episode. But I need to, like, do you remember, what is her name? Oh, my God. What season was this? Was it Edge of Extinction? Ghost Island? There was a mom. I cannot believe I can't remember this woman's name. She was short, blonde. She was a mil- in the military. And her daughter came out for the family visit. I think this was Ghost Island. And Jeff started crying while talking. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, not off the top of my head, but I remember the situation. And him, like, not able to speak while talking about her sacrificing, spending time with her daughter to be in the military. That didn't even make you cry? I don't really care about that. Oh my god. I swear <laughs> so, I swear to god, I and I don't swear to god. I literally will turn on a family visit just to cry every once in a while. I did know this about you. <laughs> well, now I'm telling the people. <laughs> I think the only other time that I kind of like welled up on US Survivor was upon my rewatch of All Stars when Jenna leaves the game and her mother dies. And that was only because I was watching with my boyfriend and he got emotional. Uh, yeah. But there's been times in Australia. They just do it. They do it well. They really do. I love you like teasing the people personal things about yourself because you say nothing about yourself. Yes, he has a boyfriend. Calm okay, down, people. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> Mark might be listening. I wanted to know that I'm not single. Okay, so. (laughs) Okay, let's go to the challenge where they are planking basically over the water. They are leaning (laughs) diagonally over the water, going down on pegs, uh, making it more and more difficult uh, every so often as Jonathan pleases. (laughs) And it's. Definitely not an easy challenge, but I feel like it doesn't really stand up against some of the torture devices they've had in the past. I'm thinking the one that they love to use that uh, Haley one last season where you have your foot on essentially spikes and then and then the ceiling starts coming down on you. (laughs) You know, I was now I understand why they didn't make it harder. Because the challenge would be over in 10 minutes. But I was, I think I was extreme, I think I was extremely, 
I was extremely bothered that they didn't have a requirement of keeping both hands on the pegs yeah. at all times. What the fuck was that? Oh, I get a break every four minutes or like every four seconds. Like I, that was, I did not enjoy that. That was not an endurance challenge to me. Like I just didn't like it. I have two things to say about this. One is, you know, one of my favorite Australian survivor challenges is where they plank over the water, not in quite the same way, but do you remember Baden? Yeah, Baden. Really yeah. well in season four. And I really love that. And they were able to move their arms, right? It just, it, it lets it last so much longer and become yeah. so much more grueling in a way where this is just, I mean, literally, if you were just planking, like you can only do it for like a few minutes max, right? Yeah. So I totally get it, but I also get what you mean. And what I thought might happen is that Jonathan may introduce the rule towards the end that you have to leave two hands on. So that never actually happened, though. And I have to say that Chrissy did this challenge for an hour and a half. Yes. It was incredible. Yes. She did so well. I love that they made a point of bringing that up at Tribal for her to get her props. Like, she mm-hmm. deserved everybody to hear that her ass was up there an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. People talk about Chrissy, I think, in the fandom as though she's a goat, useless in challenges. She's not useless in challenges. We have said many, many times on this podcast, I've been saying for probably seven weeks, Chrissy's in her Challenge Beast era at least once a, once an episode because she <laughs> always does really well. She doesn't win, but she is not a flop. Not at all. And I couldn't have done that for an hour and a half. I know I couldn't have. So I was very, very impressed with that. And then Josh was out next. Watching his biceps shake was scary. I didn't like that. <laughs> Uh, and then Mark drops, tries to hold on as long as he can, but he drops. And it was just so clear, like you say, that Shay was going to win. It's her fourth individual immunity win. She is officially a challenge beast. Yep. Oh, we forgot something. We forgot to mention that <laughs> Chrissy's daughter, her young daughter in that phone call said, you're cordial on ice is waiting for you <laughs> which i had to google what that was it's a sweet liqueur i had no okay. idea her her juice is waiting and i just think that is such a cute thing <laughs> that she's like i actually no, didn't I'm... know what that was either yeah it's it's an alcoholic drink and then i it just cracked me up just thinking like your kids know you. They know that when you get back from school, because she's a teacher, right? She gets home from school. She gets her little cordial. She puts it on ice. They have it ready for her. I just thought it was a cute little into your home life moment. that I, I love that kind of shit. Another thing I loved was when Shay was on the phone and Ben came on and Chrissy was like hovering over the phone going, Hi, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> now, this oh, you know, this actually takes me back to a question I had. I was a little bit confused. Everybody must know to be sitting there waiting for this phone call. Mark, when he talked, Graham, whatever her name is, she seems to be in the understanding like this is for the final four challenge like this is the final challenge that's what this phone call is for let's hype him up he's doing great shay says i'm about to do the final challenge after he mentions chrissy or he hears chrissy and he goes what like he has no idea 
That was his mm. first time hearing that Chrissy was in Final Four and that she's about to do the Final Immunity Challenge. And that mm-hmm. kind of blew my mind. And I was really confused about what intel her family had versus Mark's. Like, well, remember that Sam phoned home at her jury villa. So... And spilled everything about the game. So, and I don't know if she's allowed to have more contact than that one phone call, but, you know, at least they had that sort of update that I got Ben has no idea what's going on in the game, presumably. That makes so much more Perfect. Even, like, that's at least a totally reasonable thing to make the assumption. But Ben just sounded so excited, like, holy, what? What? Yeah. And it was really cute. It was cute to hear Ben, like, get all excited and then he was probably like chrissy's there (laughs) (laughs) what we'll we'll talk about ben because he's gonna show up in person pretty soon a little awkward (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay we'll save that for final tribal because shay has immunity and there's some strategy to get to before the final vote because shay wants chrissy in the final three She needs to consider whether she wants to vote out Mark or Josh and which one of those she wants to sit next to in the final three. So Josh tells Mark that the two of them can put votes on Chrissy and somehow try to get the girls to split their votes. That's very unclear to me, the the rationale there. I hope they get their wires crossed. I'm like, I'm sorry. How ditzy do you think these women are? (laughs) Well, now to his credit, they did get their wires crossed. (laughs) Not their wires crossed, but Chrissy was on an old plan and Shay and KJ were on a new plan. Mm. Last, Last vote. So I get that it could happen, but now that we're dealing with one less person, it seems highly unlikely that in a four person vote that Chrissy's gonna be on doing her own thing at this vote. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird to have your whole strategy hinge on that. So Josh tells Chrissy to vote for Mark. Mark is not so sure about Josh's plan, and he doesn't really want to vote for Chrissy. He's ready to take out Josh. And so then Mark goes and tells Chrissy, look, I'm writing down Josh's name. So once again, Chrissy is a bit of a swing here. And Mark says he's been putting Josh forward as the leader of the Alliance ever since the merge, and it's time to put the meat shield basically in the line of fire. And Chrissy has a decision to make. It's head versus heart again. And head says that she wants to keep Mark, and heart says to keep Josh. And I guess the assumption here is that Josh wins in a final three? Yes. Everybody is that a Josh correct gonna... assumption, do you think? Well, you know, I think it's tough. I, I think based on the gameplay we as the audience have seen, no. But Mark seems to have done a very good job at making George, or Josh seem like the biggest threat, that he's not the one going home. Chrissy doesn't flip on him. And like, it, it, it seems that Mark has done a good enough job in making the remaining players think that he will win, that maybe he would win. Hmm. Maybe that really is the assumption. Um, which is, and if you're exiting the game, like if you're a Sam, if you're a KJ, if you're a George, I, I, I don't know. Like if you're one, a, a Jordy, 
Maybe you do still think Josh is the best player and you're freshly on the jury and you're willing to give your vote to him because look at him go. When you left the game, he was the strongest player and he's still in the game. Mm. So, I mean, I guess I can see it. So it makes sense to want him out. However, it's really just Mark being unbelievable at tricking people into thinking Josh is better than him. Well, he managed to trick people into thinking he didn't have a second idol. I know it. <laughs> I told you that idol was shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say watching the jury villas, Jordan is a very, very strong presence in those jury villas and very much commands the conversation. And so I could see Josh earning some votes to win just based on Jordan's influence. And I think as we heard from Sam, it was kind of her plan to go get into the jury or one of them to get into the jury sort of midway through the merge to have have that influence. But the position that Sam is in is the same position that Jordan is in. So it would be interesting to see what would happen between a Mark and Josh final two, three scenario, because I wonder who would actually win out. Jordan may have the edge over Sam over at Jury Villa in terms of who is respecting his voice, especially given the way that we have seen some of the jury respond to strong women. But that Mm -hmm. is a different story. (laughs) Let's go to Tribal, where Jonathan says to Mark, Chrissy voted for you last night. Could she vote for you tonight? I was a little gooped by this because... (laughs) Maybe they discussed it. We did not see them discuss it. But <laughs> who? I, I just don't know if I like Jonathan calling out who voted for who, even if it's painfully obvious. Yeah. Because yeah. it didn't have to be painfully obvious. Couldn't it have been KJ who voted for Mark? It could have been. Yeah. It totally could have been. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first thought. I actually did that honestly did not cross my mind. Huh. Unless they discussed it at camp and Jonathan knew that. But even if they discussed it, it could have been there could have been a scenario where Chrissy had actually voted for Josh, but didn't want him to know. So then she said, oh, I voted for Mark, but it was a lie. But he confirmed it. I I don't Mm. know. They're actually Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I thought that was weird. Uh, Josh is still whispering to Chrissy. Oh, so annoying. (laughs) He's whispering for her to vote for Mark and leave it up to fate. I guess he wants to go to fire. I actually thought it might happen. I was kind of hoping it would, even though I know we nobody wants a fire making challenge for final three. We know, we know, we know. But when it's something that's not required and it's just because of the votes and it's like an added little element that they choose to go into, that's a little bit more exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I wasn't thrilled to see fire, but I would have been down for it. Do you remember old school fire making challenges where they gave them matches? <laughs> Who can okay, strike well, a match the fastest? <laughs> well, yeah, and no. They in Cook Islands they gave them matches because they ran out of flint. Or they couldn't <laughs> make it with the flint. <laughs> but then they ran out of matches. okay so it's time to vote and josh has voted out three to one now interesting here because josh voted for chrissy 
Josh went for the plan that he told Mark mm-hmm. of he wanted him and Mark to vote for Chrissy and the girls to somehow get their wires crossed and someone else go, <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> well, it's just interesting because, like, is that why he was whispering to Chrissy to vote for Mark? Was that a play in the, okay, if I get Chrissy's ear and she can't talk to Shay, maybe yeah. they will be voting in opposite directions. That makes sense. That makes sense. And yet, oh, Josh, you you dropped dramatically on my list. I honestly hope you're not listening to this. I hated Josh <laughs> in this episode. I'm so mad at him. I don't like his bitter Betty bitchness. I do not enjoy the fact that he voted for Chrissy's ass to go out of the game. She stands up with her little hands crossed. It's very respectful. Like, she's not going to go in and force him to hug, but she's giving the opportunity. He doesn't even look at her. Man baby. Big man child. I, not okay with it. Not okay. No no speech to them. Like, good job, you all. You made it to final three. Where it's like the Australian vibe thing that they do where they're like oh you know leave with a smile on your face whatever they do Uh uh-huh i don't feel quite as strongly i don't feel quite as strongly no as an american i'm totally fine with being bitter but chrissy has been so good to you this whole time and you went to vote her ass out as well and you're going to be an asshole to her that's where i'm pissed off you know, mm-hmm. I don't think I do not agree with them all having to have this great sportsman like shit. Like that's that's not the American way. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's necessary. If you're upset, if you're heartbroken, if you're sad, you just lost your dream game. Be upset. Be all those things. Don't be a dick about it. But, you know, feel the emotions that you're feeling. But for him to not even look at her, I think that's trash. Now, the reason that I'm a little more hesitant on this is because we don't know that he didn't look at her. Fine. The edit shows it, (laughs) and I'm mad. (laughs) I'm not happy with it. And I think think that's the accurate way that it went. I really do. Because she sat down. Just the way how much footage they showed and her hesitancy to talk to him at Final Tribal, she seems scared. And the fact that she was like, you're going to be my friend for life. You're going to be my family for life, even if you don't want to be mine. Mm-hmm. I think that is how it was played out. True, true. I guess I just don't hold it against him too much because I can't imagine being in the situation. I know that you can imagine being in the situation, but I can't, and I don't know how I'd react. And honestly, I'd probably be pissed off, and then I'd get over it. And he doesn't even have time to get over it before the end of the game. Um. We'll talk about that as we talk about the final tribal council. But yeah, I mean, I don't really hold it against him too much. I think he had a lot to play for. He's going through a lot and he was blindsided by somebody. He didn't think he was going to get outplayed by Chrissy and he did. And it hurt him because he's a man and he didn't have, I think, as much respect for Chrissy in that moment as she deserved. Ugh. I just hate it. Okay. <laughs> I guess she chose to tap into that motherly strength, Josh. Yes, she did. So we have a final three, and it is Chrissy, Mark, and Shay. <laughs> they Chrissy, uh, this lady sets her socks on fire on yes, day 47. she did set her socks on fire, <laughs> but at least it was on the last day. 
<laughs> Such a like classic. <laughs> classic Chrissy. Yes. <laughs> Silly big soldier. Okay, and then we get the moment that I knew Mark was winning. Yeah. Where Mark tells a story about being in battle at the age of 27 and losing a fellow soldier and that he's been holding on to this trauma for so long and this creek that they're by reminds him of the sort of battle ground that that occurred in and he breaks down crying and he's telling this to Chrissy and Shay and Chrissy's so supportive and Chrissy has a really funny line here I think where I mean Chrissy's just such a wonderful person she has such a big heart she only does good and she's kind of saying well look like maybe now when you see creeks like this you'll have new memories you'll have survivor memories and you'll be thinking of Juicy Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that. I loved that. Uh, But it was in this moment that I thought, you know, somebody who's not going to win this game is not going to have this story told on TV. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a soldier who fought in a war. He's lost people. He has trauma. We're not going to go on to watch him lose. lose. (laughs) (laughs) So at that point... At that point, I knew. And I was happy for him. That was, that was, that was time number two I cried. Oh. Watching Mark cry. Huh. I didn't okay. cry there. I did not. Wow. <laughs> Cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> so they're having a final three breakfast with <laughs> a dozen eggs in a pan. And... <laughs> And they're just talking about the the jury, and I just love this line from Chrissy where she went, I need to tell Khan how good he looks tonight. <laughs> okay, now, And he did. He um, did look good. Yes, he did. Uh, also, I love watching him cry at one point, like sobbing, 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 sobbing. Um, I think it's when Chrissy sees her kids. There is a moment where Shay comes back into camp here, and she says... Let's go for a walk, a morning walk. And I was like, are we about to do the Fallen Castaway tribute? I know, I thought so. Did you think that too? I thought so. I was like, oh my God, are they going to walk upon everybody's old ass torches? (laughs) Starting with Andy? (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved that, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was going to happen and then it didn't. (laughs) Nothing happened. (laughs) They were just waiting for breakfast to get delivered. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's it. They're leaving camp. It's over. Final tribal council. What to say? Best dressed of the jury? KJ looked good. KJ Um, looked incredible. KJ looked good. I I would say Khan. um, I was a little bothered by Jesse wearing that same fucking windbreaker. (laughs) Again, Jordy wearing his chucks. Again, I was like, come on, get dressed up. Jordan was wearing a nice little white button up number and a little blazer looking cute. Oh, yeah. Jordan looked really cute, I thought. Yeah. Jordan looked really cute. Sam looked terrified the whole time. I swear she looked like she was about to puke (laughs) the whole time. Do you think? I thought this was Sam's look. Sam's look was like for another reality show. Sam's look was Love Island, X on the Beach. Mm. She was like sundress i thought she looked great she looked great i'm just talking about her demeanor i know what you're saying nervous (laughs) yeah i mean con is best dressed he looked like a magician 
He looked like he was going to the Yule Ball. <laughs> Truly looked phenomenal. Love you, babies. Love you, babies. Um, yeah. Who else? Who else? Who else? Juicy looked all right. Yeah, he looked cute. Yeah, nice Juicy button looked up. nice. Black button up, I think. Josh looked cute. Josh looked bitter. Very bitter outfit. Bitter. <laughs> bitter face. Bitter uh-huh. hair. Uh-huh. Beard. <laughs> Don't forget the beard. <laughs> bitter beard. Um, okay. Opening statements were great. Josh. Yeah. Or um, Marks was great. Shays was great. Chrissy's. Like, home run to me. Home run. I, I thought that Mark and Chrissy gave incredible final trial performances. Yes. Shay did fine, but not well enough. Yeah, which is a bummer. She, was, she did the best with what she had, which she was, I mean, her pitch was basically, I've been on the bottom. I've had to claw my way up from the bottom to get here. I mean, she had been voted out. And she had to win all of these immunities to get there. That's a great story. But you kind of need more to win Survivor. But ain't that some bullshit that Jordy has basically the same story and he put himself in that situation and he would have won with the same yeah, journey. And she 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 had some stuff. She had two idols at the beginning of the game. She navigated her way in a few like she helped get rid of Amy Like, she did some stuff. She Mm -hmm. did some stuff. And she does not get the respect she deserves, I think. Either they, I mean, they definitely cut up a lot of Shay's speech because they would cut from her to the jury and then cut back and she's sitting in a completely different way. At one point, she's sitting cross-legged on the stool. (laughs) And the next (laughs) shot, she's got both feet flat on the ground. So I think we're definitely missing things but just if I'm going based purely on what I saw, I don't think that she outlined what her game was yeah. enough yeah. compared to Mark, who was methodical. It was like a script that he had memorized and it was perfect. It was perfect. literally perfect going into nuanced situations, nuanced votes, how they changed the game, how they progressed him further, how he worked with Sam. I just thought it was great. And then yeah. Chrissy, I think, was great because I think Chrissy has been so underestimated. Her her story is that she underestimated herself. But in reality, I think everybody else also underestimated Chrissy. And I think her speech perfectly explained how that was so and why they underestimated her and what they now need to give her credit for. I think she talks about how she leaned into her social game. I think she truly played one of the great social games of Survivor. And I think that in any other season of this show, Chrissy would have gotten votes and might have even had a chance of winning. And I think it's specifically the theme of Blood vs. Water, which... I think that Mark and Sam were able to hack in a way in terms of this plan to get one of them on the jury to start doing some jury management from the inside. I think that if that was not the case, and I mean, this is a completely hypothetical situation, which can't exist because it requires the theme of blood versus water. But let's say that Sam is not there. Sam is not on the jury. And we have Mark and Chrissy in the end. I think that 
there would be some animosity towards Mark or a lack of respect, maybe things like playing the idol incorrectly, hiding the idol from everybody. People may not have respected that. And I think that Chrissy having these amazing relationships with people and not having quite the as blatant of blood on her hands in the end would absolutely win votes from certain jury members in any other season. Yeah. But I think that I think that Sam's influence on the jury in this case is what led to the landslide for Mark. Yeah. So there were two things. So Chrissy making her opening statement of everybody thought I was just here and I was confused, but I was not here by accident. I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew what to prepare for. I it just it showed a different, more stern and more confident side of her that mm-hmm. I absolutely loved. And it was such a bummer to see that she contradicted herself later on by saying like she didn't know what to expect and I was so confused on day one. It was just it was this very small detail, but it was a big enough detail and it was a big enough blunder that they cut to KJ looking like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Hmm. Like they specifically showed KJ being like, oh, why'd you say that? <laughs> it was a bummer. Um, I feel like I had something else to say about Mark, but I can't remember. So I'll just say he looked hot. <laughs> <laughs> So we have the open forum style of jury. It's kind of almost a hybrid, though, because everybody gets a question and then they're able to discuss the answer in an open forum. Yeah. Oh, Uh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Mark was very complimentary. And I know you're going to be I know you are very conflicted about him uh, talking to Jordy and apologizing and just the way he approached Jordy. But he was very complimentary towards everyone. I assume mm-hmm. there was a lot more that we did not see. And I remember him specifically giving Khan credit for, you know, holding on to the idol the longest of anyone. Like, very mm-hmm. kind natured and very, you all did great too. You might not be here, but I I might have manipulated you, but you were doing amazing. You were doing great. Khan, you did fantastic. Jordy, you didn't deserve that. Very complimentary. And I think it was a very smart way to go into this final tribal. Yeah. Chrissy also did that too, right? Chrissy also pointed at some people and said, you know, I've learned this from you. I've learned this from you. So I really do think that they're actually more equally matched than I think people give Chrissy credit for. Well, yeah, I think it's bullshit that I just read this on Twitter um, this afternoon of the person that's always needed at camp. The motherly figure is just always going to be disrespected, never going to be given the credit, is always going to be considered a goat and is just silly. And it's like Mm -hmm. Chrissy kicked ass. Mm -hmm. I do think Mark deserved to win. I do. Mm -hmm. I have obviously wanted Mark to win Mark to win from the beginning. But Chrissy deserves some damn votes. And yeah. it is it is very unfortunate that she is not getting the recognition that I think she really deserves. And she doesn't have huge blunders like everybody else. And I mean, her only blunder was the fact that she had such a close relationship with Josh. People lied to her one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think that's a huge thing to have against her. I don't know. It's pretty shitty for her. Let's talk about the Josh thing. 
because he asks Chrissy, he says to Chrissy that the whole game she pitched loyalty and then threw him under the bus. (laughs) And as we said, he voted for her. (laughs) He wanted to throw her under the bus and it didn't work. And sometimes men don't like to be outwitted by women. Yep. And it drives me insane. And I think that that's what's going on here. And it's not even like, oh, I did this to, you know, my friend a few days ago, but today I had to do the same thing back. It's he literally calls Chrissy's ass out. Pissed off at her for backstabbing him, as he says, looks over at Mark and said, we were supposed to get Chrissy out. Why don't you go with my plan? (laughs) I was like, could you at least talk to Shay in the middle? Like, you went straight to Mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. God, Josh, your your stock stonks <laughs> dropped quick. <laughs> I thought that Chrissy handled it really well, though, because she said that when I was talking to you yesterday, I could tell that something had shifted with you. And we talked strat in a way that we don't usually talk strat. And I knew that you were coming for me. And I thought that that is the perfect answer. Literally, what can he say back to that? Oh, yeah. Well, I something had shifted. I was coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he ended up saying that, just not in the, that way. Yeah. So I thought that she handled herself very well. Uh, Jordy addressing Mark. This is where I had a... This is my only complaint about Mark's final tribal performance. And maybe he read the situation right. I don't know these people. But... Jordy said to Mark, basically, I feel burned by you. This whole idol situation and that whole the whole conflict post-merge that was going around between Jordy and Mark and Sam. Jordy feels burned. And Mark said, look, I had to make you crazy. What else was I going to do? You were exposing this secret that we had, Sam and I. And I knew that you were going to be vindicated and you were. And I had to hold that off as long as I possibly could. And then he says, I'm sorry that I did that. And I have a real, real issue with people apologizing at Final Tribal Council. I get sometimes it's probably necessary. And maybe his read on Jordy and his relationship with Jordy has told him he needs to he needs to see me humbled towards him. He mm-hmm. he needs an apology. But so many times in Survivor history, we have seen people say sorry and lose respect from the jury. Well, I, I think we actually see them say sorry. Um, but sorry works too. Excuse me? <laughs> Look, Canadian. <laughs> we invented sorry, so... <laughs> And nobody else used it's a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about another funny question. (laughs) Michelle asks Shay to rank herself on a scale of one to ten. No, zero to (laughs) ten. Zero being the worst survivor game of all time. Ten being the best. And Shay says she's an eight. No, actually... I'd like to bump that up. 8.5. <laughs> I love the how it's like a specific situation on top of it added the the 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> the facial expressions are so 
So good. <laughs> Sam's face, so funny. Jesse's face, KJ. <laughs> it was good. I feel bad for Shay that she's kind of like seen as... I feel like some are seeing her as the goat in this final tribal, although we have two people who got zero votes. But <laughs> this answer in particular, oof, that was rough. <laughs> Which is I such mean, a what bummer, is the like... right answer, though? I mean, I, I would probably say the same thing. I'd probably go for seven because I always go for seven. It's non-threatening. Yeah. I would say seven. 8.5 is pretty high for Shay. Actually, you know what? I, I was a cocky ass in my season. I would say nine. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sam gave a little speech she said that the jury loves this game and has to make a decision here we see i think probably what she has been seating over at jury villa saying you know you you all love this game you all respect this game and so she asked chrissy what winning would mean to her and it's just kind of a softball question, but I think we know what Sam's really doing here. And then Jesse gets to finally speak after being blindsided with his idol left behind in Sam's bag. Jesse says that he was committed to Mark and Sam, and it led to his blindside. And he said that Mark has been underestimated through the entire game. He asks how Mark has managed his threat level. This is like a softball question from Jesse to Mark. And this is what really told me, whoa, this is truly going to be a landslide. I thought maybe KJ might vote for Chrissy, maybe. But when Jesse gave the speech leading into a softball question for Mark, I went, wow, Sam did her job on the jury. Yes, she did. Yes, she did, Sam. And then Mark's answer was fascinating uh, because he... He said that he worked on building strong relationships and that he tried to look a little lazy and be on his back and be in the water and just chilling around camp. And that was all to sort of like bring his threat level down. And then he said when it, things get, got confrontational, like when people said Mark and Sam are a threat, then he tried to disarm them by just saying, yeah, yeah, we are threats. I loved that quote. Admitting you're a threat, it does admitting you're a threat is disarming i yeah. love that it was so good i thought it was a really really great answer to that question yep okay so the jury votes we're not seeing many of them we only see sam's i believe yeah that tips you off to something and jonathan goes and gets the votes but he has a little surprise we see a damn flat screen TV <laughs> mounted to a palm tree behind the podium <laughs> that apparently has been there the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, well, I guess it's not that much of a surprise to get someone in to set up the flat screen. <laughs> but Jonathan, of course, Jonathan says, what would this be? What would this moment be without your families? And so he pulls up little Harry and Mark's mother-in-law, Sam's mom, on the screen. And it's a really cute moment where Mark gets to see Harry and then Sam is invited to run over by his side. And it's just like a beautiful moment. It was, you know, tugging at my heartstrings. Not not the third time I cried, but it was tugging at my heartstrings. Uh, very sweet. And Harry finally gets his moment in the spotlight and he gets camera shy. Not a word. <laughs> Do you think Harry, 
will be on Survivor one day. No. Season 25? No. I think he will be. Blood versus Water 2. You can play with Sam. No. <laughs> okay. Get that up. Uh, and then there's more. Wait, there's more. So this whole thing was a fake out because I thought, oh, they're all going to get a Zoom call. This is a bit blah uh-huh. because they already had their phone calls. No, 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 no. We got family here. Chrissy's <laughs> kids are running out. This is the third time I cry. <laughs> uh, so then I almost called you because remember we were, I, I said, I think she has three daughters. And you said, I think she has five or six. Yeah. She has three daughters. <laughs> she has three. She has three. Confirmed. <laughs> do you think they're going to uh, play Blood vs. Water season 25? I hope they do against Harry. See, no, I, I don't think anybody really wants their kids to play this game. I don't think Sam wants their kids to play. I don't want my daughter to play Survivors. Sandra Diaz Twine didn't mind. Sandra, she's an exception. (laughs) (laughs) She's been trying to get those kids on for about eight years. (laughs) Cerise's son almost played. I know, I know. I think think we're going to see a Mariano child play in the future if we're still going by that point. I just feel like it's so likely that... There's only one winner, and I would not want my kids to experience the likely heartache of this game. Hmm. I mean, I, I granted, it's a little early for me to be calling that Harry's going to play Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love the idea of the dynasties. Oh, uh, but okay. no, I, I specifically don't think he would because both your parents are going to be iconic. That's way too stressful. Two iconic parents, one of them a winner. No, 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 ma'am. I think we will see a Mariano play this game in our lifetimes. Oh, my God. Mariano Child. Two I, winner parents. I guess we'll see if it makes it past season 50. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. We also get the return of Ben. Oh, and the return of Croc. Yeah. I loved Croc coming in. It was loved very, Croc. Cute. I thought, very cute. I thought Ben looked cute. I have to say I was very smitten with Ben. Although the way that Shay jumped on him and wrapped her legs around his entire body, I thought was a little much. That's why I said awkward earlier. With the kids there. (laughs) (laughs) However, okay. I did a little deep dive on Ben's Instagram. Ben is hot. I know. Like H-O-T-T. We've always known. Have you have you gone through his Instagram? Of course, Blonde, I follow Ben. Blonde Ben, long hair Ben. We got variety, honey. <laughs> Look, Shane knows what she's doing. Ben is like a solid eight point five out of ten. <laughs> so we've got the families in. Mark's dad and stepmom also come out. This is why. Yeah, I just think that they could have been at the challenge. Would have been Absolutely. nice. Anyways. It's time to read the votes in sort of an anticlimactic review. It's always anticlimactic when it's a landslide, but it's a landslide. Jonathan reads the votes. They're all for Mark. We get one of my favorite things about Australian Survivor, the pyrotechnics. You talk about the final tribal. Shay, I rewatched this. Shay's face. They're never expecting it, you know, but it's always there. And Shay is startled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great moment. So incredible. What? Do we have to say about Mark's win? 
I'm I'm very very happy for him. We talked about we touched on this a little bit last week. If we take Sam out of the equation, Mark has had a phenomenal edit. He's had a phenomenal consistent story from the very beginning. Um it is a little bit of a bummer. I know Mark made a joke on like one of our posts, like a comment or something, saying, if I could get a little bit more love from you boys, because we're constantly talking about Sam. Uh-huh. And the story that was being told to us was a Sam victory. And so I don't take back any of the attention and time that we spent on Sam. But I, I do wish we had talked a little bit more about Mark's journey and it not being overshadowed. But I think... I think there's enough there. I'm, I'm so thrilled for him. So happy for him. I hope that we get to talk to him soon. Um, if that's something that comes to fruition, we'll see. And I mean, we've already had a date with him on Zoom once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, very, very happy. I about it every night before I go to bed. <laughs> I, I am going to fr- uh, print out that picture, that three screenshot thing, just for cute. funsies. I'll bring, I'll bring you one when I come see you in a few weeks. Oh, perfect. A few weeks. Ooh, better get cleaning. Okay. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I want to say about Mark's game. The thing is, you've said this. I think you said this after Sam was voted out. It's like the transfer of the dream that Juicy Dave talked about after Brianna was voted out and that Sam was very clearly getting a winner edit. And it's because I think she played a really, really incredible and aggressive game pre-merge and in the early merge days. And in any other season, she may have been able to squeeze by, but because they had made this game-changing decision to sacrifice one of the two of them in the middle part of the merge, that's why she goes home. And then that edit and that dream gets transferred over to Mark, I think. And that's when we start to see Mark really emerge. Because Mark obviously played a great game, but it was a solid, steady game. It was not as flashy as Sam's game. Yeah. And so I think... That is actually ultimately what leads to his win. I'm not sure that it could have worked the other way around. I'm not sure that Sam would have gotten the jury votes. Maybe she would have. I would hope that she would have. But this group of people makes me a little bit nervous uh, because of the resentment that they may have felt about certain moves, particularly the Jesse Idol steal mm-hmm. move. And of course, Sam, you know, had, had to cut Khan, one of her closest allies, all these people on the jury. And I, I'm not sure that they would have gotten over that with Sam. And so I think that the way that this happened, even though it was circumstantial that Sam went home before Mark, I think that Mark was the better person of the two to go to the end. And I think their games are so intimately intertwined that it's truly a win for both of them. And the jury knows that it's a win for both of them because they are a husband and wife. And so I think the crown ultimately, in my view, is shared between Sam and Mark. And I think they are so deserving. They played such, such an incredible game and really had the ability to play hard, play aggressive, but also play safe because they're sort of a yin and yang to each other in a way. They complement each other's games. And I'm so, I'm so thrilled with it. It's great. Yay! And how do you feel about the whole season? Whole season? Really good. I mean, 
there were definitely some moments where I felt like I wanted a bigger move to be made. I wanted a bigger threat to go sooner, but but you have to think about their gameplay and what decisions they make. And I think I think pretty much the entire way the best decision was made for the majority of outs. Mm-hmm. Did I really think Michelle and Mel needed to go when they did? No. Do I think like there are certain people that I, I, I still don't fully understand the obsession. Um, I really I don't I don't understand the motivation for some votes, but the season as a whole really, really happy with. I really am. Minimal twists. Yeah, there was definitely a RuPaul-esque moment of just, damn, is anybody actually going to be voted out of this game <laughs> ever? Uh-huh. But, you know, they came back around, and I'm glad that the, you know, the King George twist was cut down to just three people leaving tribal. I, I, I'm glad they cut out some of the twists. I'm glad with that. Yeah. I mean, there were still plenty of twists, yes, but plenty. I didn't find them. I didn't find that they were interfering with the game too much uh besides the purgatory twist which just sort of added unnecessary length to the season which did a little bit drag in post-merge but i think pre-merge this season was so fun to watch and particularly because of seeing sandra there seeing nina do so well and seeing some of Sam's moves that she made with Jesse on the new water tribe and seeing Chrissy flourish, I think, and the comedic relief that Chrissy brought to this season unparalleled it made it so fun to watch, even in some of the more dour moments in the season. And so I really think that the post merge really only lags because of one, the majority alliance, which is actually just good survivor play. And to the purgatory twist, which I could have done without. But but having said that, the rivalry between Jordy and Mark and Sam, I mean, that was entertaining. That's that that's entertaining TV. So uh, ultimately, like that could have turned out in a way that I would have been really unhappy with the season, but it didn't. And so looking back, I can look at that a little bit differently. So, yeah, <laughs> I certainly had a really great time watching this season and getting to know these cast members. I honestly hope to see some of them back again, uh, because especially Chrissy, I just think Imagine seeing Chrissy come back and know the game and be able to play a totally different way or or in a maybe a more aggressive way or a more strategic way, but still have that social game would be hero incredible. villain season. She's going to be a hero. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Um, do you remember? Remember way back in the early days when they had a grocery store um, advantage and they almost sent Sandra to go pick up an idol? Do you remember yes. that? But <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Jonathan's like, really? You're going to send Sandra? <laughs> uh-huh. But on a more serious note, I, I've been reading a lot of um, Chrissy's Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of her posts. Her sister got mad at her for posting a whole bunch of hate she was receiving, so she took it down. I just think it's bullshit what Chrissy is experiencing. Uh We've already said this a few weeks ago for Sam. Like, the misogyny is insane. It's ridiculous. Like, people need to leave Chrissy the hell alone. It's a game. She doesn't deserve this. She, like, 
We love Chrissy. I love you, Chrissy. And I, I really hope that you are feeling better now that this experience is over. I hope that you can relax. It took me like a week to really feel free of Survivor after the finale. And still I struggle sometimes, but at least like the majority of the uh, crazies stop commenting. Mm. Majority, not all. It will continue for the rest of your damn life. Look, but Survivor I, I, fans are toxic people. Oh my God. I'm not talking about the listeners of this podcast. And it's actually specifically why I was convinced to start this podcast. And it's because there are people out there like me who watch Survivor and love Survivor and come at it with the perspective that I come at it with. with. And it's not the majority that you see online. It is not the Twitter users. It is not the Reddit users. It is not the Facebook users. Those people may feel like the majority. They're not. The majority just don't talk about it on, you know, the millions of people watch this. The majority aren't talking about it online. The loud voices online are unhinged and toxic. They do not represent the majority and they don't represent, I think, those of us who truly love this with our whole hearts and come at it to meet and learn about regular people who want to play the greatest game on earth. Yeah. Did I tell you my E um, my E news article from last week that has nothing to do with Survivor at all? There were comments on it of come on in, guys. <laughs> All capital letters. Come on in, guys. Like, these crazies ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like, it's truly pathetic. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway, I sh we should wrap this up. Yes, we absolutely should. Ricard, I want to thank you for joining me on this Australian Survivor journey. It's been a pleasure recapping with you. We may not be, we may not be done because... We may be speaking to one or two players from this season in maybe a bonus interview episode and cross your fingers for that. Mm -hmm. You can expect who we might want to talk to and uh, <laughs> hopefully that works out. So you may hear from us on Australian Survivor again very soon. Make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast to get that if and when it happens. We also, I have been teasing a big interview for Drop Your Buffs that Evan Ross Katz and I are doing. That has unfortunately been postponed because life gets in the way, but it will be coming in the next few weeks, hopefully. In the meantime, Evan Ross Katz and I are still recapping season 42 that has been very fun and that season is really starting to ramp up now and those recaps usually come out on thursdays so subscribe to get those and hey go follow at drop your buffs pod on instagram to stay up to date on all the action and all of our stupid memes and posts we make they're, they're so great. good <laughs> My name's Nayanka. It's not full. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a folder with over a hundred posts ready to go. So it's not going anywhere. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.